you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. What is the long-term effect of too much information? Information, information, I just need some information. I've been dying, I've been dying, is it lack of education? I've been reading, I've been reading without any transformation. I'm addicted, I'm addicted, is it overstimulation? Hey. Welcome to the Success Report. The Success Report. Hear ye, hear ye, come one, come all. You're listening to the Sixth Sense Report with Darnell Samuels and Joel Nikoloff. Yo, brother, what's wrong, man? You sound so far away. Oh, 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 shh, 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 shh. I'm, I'm in a top secret location working on a mission, 006 style. Uh oh. I'm working undercover for Doug Ford right now. Uh, don't, you, don't, no, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> in case anyone's wondering he's joking <laughs> just to be clear oh boy so joel man how, how was your week man oh uh, my week was good bro i mean you know full of controversy of course you know people thinking of the world's course. coming to the end like 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 in oh you know when donald trump got elected just a little mm-hmm. more microcosm of ontario Especially with all with all the politics that's been going on this week, have you got any feedback? Yeah, no, I mean, I've I've loved it. You know, I've definitely got the most feedback from from listeners and and friends too. Just engaging um, these topics, it definitely seems that um, people are more willing to talk about you know politics when the election's on, and then the rest of the year, it's like we don't talk about that. So oh, I, you I think thorough, so? Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's like people always say, like, the things you don't talk about at work are like politics and religion, you know, because they're people but, are emotionally <laughs> attached to their opinion on those two subjects, right, I think. Right, right. But it's funny, but that's what we do here on the Sixth Sense Report. We talk about the things you're not supposed to talk about <laughs> yeah, politics so, and religion. So that's cool. You know, this week's been great because. You know, I'm a, I'm expected to some extent to talk about the stuff that I already want to talk about. Um. So yeah, no, it's but in general, those conversations were great. Um, you know, people challenging me. Um, you know, I I put out a question with regards to government's ability to create wealth, and I asked for someone giving me an example. Um, I got one, and then I ended up writing like. A lot dude <laughs> so i created work for myself um but i enjoyed it because it caused me to to really hash out what i believed um and um that that question or or a person's response was questioning government's investment with r&d um so that's where i actually had a friend that that had asked me that question before so um I I spent a lot of time just working through how I would analyze it from an economics perspective. Um, well, but I think we got a lot of questions on deck for this episode. So, yeah, it sounds like to me you're already warmed up. Right? Yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> okay, well, let's okay. Let's just jump to the first question. Cool. What of Six Sense podcast? This is Nana, and I'm a listener. And I had a few quick questions. My first question is, how would 
Doug Ford be able to cut costs without cutting the jobs of public service workers? Because my parents are public service workers. As well as, what are the benefits of saving and cutting costs? And why are people so excited about it? Thank you. All right. So, um, is there anything with that question that jumps out to you, Darnell? Uh, well, yeah. Well, just, well, just to clarify for the listeners, um, a public service worker is somebody who works for the government. Yep. Uh, just, just to be clear for anybody who's like, I'm like, what? Okay, yeah, yeah. So somebody who works for the government. And um, the heart of the question is there's a dilemma because in order to cut costs means if the government's going to cut costs, that means they're probably going to cut uh, government jobs. So I, I, I guess what, what Nana's asking is like, is there a way that they can still cut costs and possibly uh, not cut jobs? What did, what, what, what were you, what did you think, Joel? Well, I think this is a, I mean, the first answer is maybe something people don't want to hear, but potentially you can cut costs by cutting wages and no jobs are lost. Um, the reason I think of that is because um, there's been some, some studies put out uh, that recently, essentially government workers make 10% more than the public sector or the private sector. Um, my first instinct is, that doesn't make sense, um, or or that there's no intrinsic reason why they should make more. If anything, if we use the terminology we used to, which is a public servant, I would expect them to make less because they're actually serving their community for an intrinsic reason. Um, but I think one of the big reasons why they actually make more, um is this they with a few minor exceptions to the statement the government employees are the only employees who still have defined benefit pensions uh which is a huge burden and cost okay well another aspect to the question is okay well what's doug ford trying to do well, he's trying to, well, he's proposing to save people money about $450,000 per year. So he's proposing to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to do an audit on government spending because it's, he was kind of giving, um, he was kind of giving the impression that the previous government, the liberal government was misusing, uh, government, um, you misusing, uh, public funds. So now it's kind of like, okay, let's do an inventory. Let's find out where the misspending is going to be done so we can cut costs that way and save money for the people. So if you're cutting costs, you're going to save people money, uh, namely in the way of uh, the $450 a year. Um, again, but part of the question is, yes, you're doing um, an inventory or an audit of, of government spending, but then it, it really kind of might creep into, well, public service jobs. Yeah. I Is mean, it running efficiently enough? Yeah. Like, I mean, I know in the, I, you know, I used to work for the city of Mississauga. My brother used to work for the city. You know, the, the, the amount of ridiculous things that you hear and see is, is amazing. Like, my brother used to do um, like, like park landscaping, lawn cutting. Beginning of the year, super busy. End of the year, sleeping in the truck. 
Like, you know, so we look at it going like, oh, are people going to lose their jobs? Well, are they getting paid to do nothing? You know, or or is, you know, 25% of the, of every, per- sorry, is 25% of every person's job idle? Well, then that's an inefficiency that us as a taxpayer, we don't want to pay. We're paying for someone to do nothing. Like, as a normal consumer, you know, if I had someone come to my house and, you know, set up the internet, if he sat there for 25 minutes playing on his phone, I'd be like, I'm not paying you for that. But when the government's doing it, we don't have a choice. We can't say, oh, that, that guy sucked at his job, so I'm not paying for it. Or he's getting paid to do nothing. I don't want to take that burden. So that said, you know, this, this is such a difficult predicament because, um, you know, is it possible to do it without cutting jobs? Well, I mean, my first instinct goes to like corporate welfare, crony capitalism. You know, how much money is government just like handing away to businesses? Um, arbitrarily or right right and but yeah but joel but this is why he's proposing the way how he's going to um cut costs and save us money one way is through income taxes by cutting it by 20 percent uh for the second income tax bracket that's that's the middle class and he's also looking to cut hydro rates um carbon taxes cap and trade gas taxes so so he's trying to cut costs that way because if you're cutting costs um, he's, he wants to save the people money. He wants to put the money back in the hands of the people. Now, like you just mentioned, crony capitalism um, in regards to the government um, working with big businesses and, and it not running efficiently. That was part of the problem we had with, with, hi, with the hydro. Yeah, right? or gas so plant scandal. So, right, right, right. So, right so, so this is what Doug Ford is talking about. Like, yeah, all this scandal stuff, we're going to look into and find out where we've been mismanaging the money. That way, we're going to save you guys money that way. So he did not say he's going to cut jobs. But also, you have to, um, there's also things that's not being said. It's almost like sitting in church, right? <laughs> you got to be able to to listen actively and really think, like, what is he not saying? Like, so he didn't yeah. say that. But I think, I think for Nana, um, you know, because especially this hits home with her, Parents. with her family. Yeah. You, yeah, her parents. Yeah, you really want, you know, uh, look, his, historically, uh, Tim Hudak. Who lost out to win why did he lose out to win because he said look man if you guys if you guys want to cut the budget if you guys want to save money we got to cut jobs he just flat out said that yeah and lost yep and, and no matter how much times he tried to explain like look guys this is basic economics you have to cut the jobs in order to save money people are like no nah, we're not trying to hear that we're going to take win yeah. um and then back in um the early 2000s you had mike harris who had the common sense revolution and he just came out and said yo he was cutting jobs like crazy. Yeah, or cutting to, funding, to which money. led to cutting jobs. Right, right. So, so, so history, Nana, if you're listening, um, history has shown that yeah, when they're going to cut costs, they're going to cut government jobs. Um, but you know, this is going to be a very interesting uh, situation to look at uh, throughout the year and follow along and, and really see how this unfolds. So, um, I'm you know, I'm praying, I'm praying, Nana, that that's not the case. <laughs> I'm praying and, that's not the case for your people. You know, the last. Uh, but part yeah, let's of, move on. I was going to say just before we do the last part of her question, I think is so fundamental, which was what's the benefits of saving? Um, uh-huh. and in our previous episodes, we talked about 
the size, like the astronomical size of our Ontario government debt. Like it is the largest non-sovereign debt in the world, which basically means the country who prints its currency doesn't own the debt. So you can't print it your way out of it. Um, and, and I think there's this false perception of like, well, we never have to pay that back. Right? Like, you're talking about, like, I, I would counter her concern about, you know, people we know who have public sector jobs with, well, in, you're going to have to pay more taxes, right? Your taxes are going to have to go up at some point to pay off this debt. So either, you know, maybe we have to move things out of government or you're going to have to pay more taxes. You can't have it both ways if this debt is going to be resolved. Um, so I, I think that's a huge question. And I think some of our other questions actually touch on that a little bit. So um, we, I'll, I'll save some of the other things I got to say. Um, so let's go to the next question. Hey, great episode on explaining the political spectrum. But I was just wondering, I myself am a Christian and I tend to lean more towards the right. But for this election, I decided to vote the NDP, regardless of their stance on abortion, because Andrea Horvath released a fully costed platform. So I know her promises are fiscally possible. She is also looking to end back-to-work legislation, which would decrease the likelihood of teachers going on strike, which is very important to me as a student. On the other hand, um, Doug Ford hasn't released a fully costed platform till this day. He said that he would cut um, $6 billion from spending across the board, and nobody knows what that really looks like, and it's not realistic to think that it will not impact the services I personally receive every day, and my family does. So I decided to vote for the NDPs, and I was wondering what would be your argument against me doing that? So um, I feel like there's four things that, that stood out. Um, Darnell, maybe correct me if you heard anything else. So it was I mean, two of them was essentially contrasting Horvath's fully costed pro platform versus Doug Ford's not fully costed. And then back to work legislation. And lastly, um, you know, the question of, of services being impacted. So is there anything else? And then what would you want to start with, Darnell? Uh, <clears throat> I'll start with the fact that uh, he said he was a Christian and that he knows... Um, you know, you know, kind of went against his conviction to vote despite he knew that they were that NDP was for abortion. Now, I think, I think, graciously speaking, I'm assuming that that the listener knows that abortion is wrong, and I'm assuming that he's 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 thinking like, okay, look, if there was a party that could um, that could stop abortion. I'm sure he would have voted for it. But as it stands right now, it almost seems like there it really isn't a party that's actually going to come in and fix things right away. So and that and, and and that point you're kind of cutting your losses saying, okay, well look, because there isn't a party that's going to do that, I'm gonna go and and vote for the one that that meets my other needs. So we kind of go from the black 
a party that can possibly that can absolutely do it to parties that are not sure so we go to a gray area so when him doing that i don't want him to feel like <clears throat> like he's uh a bad guy so i, I just want to clarify that so like i i totally understand um why he voted the way he voted yeah i would say you know the principle that he holds no party was really going to engage with so right right or, or yeah and, and 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 fix that problem so he's like okay well there's other issues i have so i'm hoping that uh they can they can they can meet that need uh, yeah. but but at the same time I, I i think there's still a moral aspect that he that you have to ask yourself in regards to yes uh as a student i don't like when schools go on strike but there's still a moral aspect to how these uh, parties get the job done in regards to getting um fixing the whole strike issue right yeah. so you kind of have to do your work and really look at like okay well what's the method because ndp is saying okay well look we're going to create jobs so that they're not going on strike anymore so we're gonna we're gonna force the schools to give uh the contract teachers tenureship but the uh um at the pc the press of the progressive conservative are are are, are saying well no, we're just going to force them back to work because we don't want to force an employer uh, to make decisions they don't want to have to do. So you're really asking yourself, okay, well, which is which is the most moral route in regards to solving these these problems? It isn't just saying, okay, well, this is just one way, um, but no, there, there's more than one way to do these things, and and a lot of times it still comes down to morality. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's so much. I mean, you you hinted at the York scenario. And there's so much we can say about that. We're actually, we'll be, we'll bring that up a little bit later in a different conversation. Um, I mean, I know for me, I'm just not surprised, right? Like, where does back to work legislation become even a conversation? Well, it's when you're talking with public funded or government funded services and a union, right? No one, no one has back to work legislation with regards to the, auto workers union and and you know board or gm we only have these scenarios when government funding is involved so it's it's something that i think requires a deep analysis because we if we really look at the the context uh with back to work um it's it's very unique um so moving on to you know Doug Ford versus Horvath's in terms of costing of platforms. Um, you know, my first my first response is uh, an article by Toronto Sun. Um, I think this was more the liberal kind of stuff, but or or liberal oriented rather than PC oriented. Um, it says NDP admit to annual. 1.4 billion costing error um you know and and the later in the article the there's a quote from the liberals saying that uh the ndp is now admitting they've made a seven billion dollar mistake in their platform um an error that will lead to will lead straight to higher taxes and lower job growth um so i mean you know my first thought that that she has a fully costed platform. Um, I, I don't consider that to be highly valuable, to be honest. I think 
you know, people like Doug Ford's whole point was I can't, I, I, and this is the way I interpret it. Um, I can't cost my platform because the fundamental aspect is reviewing all of this stuff and trying to trim the fat. Um, he said, I'm expecting to run a, a deficit in my first year. Um, I had an article somewhere that basically they quote, I think it was the Globe and Mail quoted it at about a $7.2 billion deficit, um, which basically tells me NDPs and PCs expect the same deficit in the first year. Liberals were expecting, you know, crazy amounts of deficits. I think it was like 20 million in the first year and, and varying from that. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, we briefly talked about services being impacted um, with the previous question, but, you know, when I look at this, you know, I look at Doug Ford's platform and, you know, to the listener's credit, he's talking about all of this spending, right? Like so many things they want, spend money on transit. They want to spend money on education. They want to cut hospital wait times, you know, clean up the hydro mess create good jobs, right? Like all of these things are going to cost money. Um, you know, if anyone saw any of my comments on Facebook or, or anywhere else, my attitude was like, the PCs are bad, the liberals are worse, and the NDP is the worst. Um, and, and it has to do with, you know, the question from the, the listener was like, what's your counterexample? The answer is, is I can put it in a really simple frame is, the NDP is the most socialist. I would anticipate if they had gotten into power in year four when the election was coming up, they would have had a budget deficit of $30 billion because all the things they're talking about spending money on are just going to continue to grow in size. Wealth redistribution never is enough. There's always more wealth to be redistributed. And you know they're not they don't want to lower higher taxes because that'll tarnish their voters so what do they do they run deficits so um before moving on to the last question darnell you got any any additional no, points um, no it's just more so there's more than one way to uh get to to get the services you need and i'm just saying that you want to make sure that you're doing your due diligence to study and ask yourself, yo, is this method upright? Is this a moral thing? Uh, stealing from the rich to give to the poor is still stealing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, force, you know what I mean? So these are things that you have to wrestle with and say, okay, well, look, this is what I want. But at the same time, as a Christian, your conviction is still to, to, to see, yeah, uh, sure. what, is this a right method to achieve this outcome? I've heard it stated like, and this is a bit of hyperbole to to make the point, but like, should I be going to my neighbor and forcing him at gunpoint for me to get those services? Uh, again, oh, oh uh, hyperbole. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm using an extreme yeah. example, but but at the end of the law or end of the day, the law is force. So you're taking your neighbor's money by force in order for them to pay for your services. So. I think the point I'm trying to make is is exactly what you said. We have to really wrestle with that. We can't just go, well, it's moral because the things that I'm getting are things that I need. Um, so I want to make sure the listener understands. We have sympathy to the fact that like people need help. People aren't 
able to afford all the things they need and you know it's it's easy to be like well just the government's giving me an option i gotta take it so um let's jump into the last question hello joel and darnell it's grant here question for you you both said that all three major party platforms envision themselves as being the solution to the problem my question is what is the fundamental role of the government um why is uh it actually problematic for the government to see themselves as the solution to the problem why would that be why is that a bad thing thank you so for the listener just to summarize you know what's the role of government why do politicians see themselves as problem solvers and is that good or bad so darnell what's the role of government well uh, i would say well i got to start with scripture and government gets its authority from god to promote good and restrain evil and we get that from romans 13 1 to 7 and then i would counter or or add a caveat that clearly not everybody rules for good or you know like i look at third world countries or isis right like you could call them the government in the areas that they're controlling and i would think most people are going to say that they're not good right and part of it is that the government is is an imperfect common grace to the people where yes there are instances where the well instances where the government will function uh immorally and and at some point as christians you have to really look at okay well your specific context so for our specific context we're okay right we're we're blessed to have a government that doesn't persecute us like in third world countries yeah that's a blessing you know right it sucks so that, so it, so it, yeah go ahead i was just gonna say it sucks that there are governments that are oppressing people right like yeah w- what would you say the role of government is um i mean i think i've used this i'm i'm confident i've read it um on the podcast before i can't remember which conversation but i reference frederick bastiat um so his book the law he argues that it is insufficient to say the role of law is to prevent justice from reigning it is more comprehensive um to to say it is the role of law to prevent injustice from reigning um and so you know i think of okay so what is the role of law on or role of government on top of that um protect property rights protect contract rights um we don't want to like people might think oh that's you know so simple the government wouldn't do anything but like you know at the same time like what i should be able to use my property and my person as long as i'm not infringing on anyone else i should be able to you know, do what I want. Um, and so the government should be protecting my ability to do that. Uh, again, the caveat being I'm not infringing on other people. Um, that, that said, kind of going back, you know, why does a politician do this? Um, that's a, it's a tough question because I would say that's the, all the politician can do. They sell favors right like that that is 
you know, they can garner your support by telling you, here's what I can do for you. Who you how are you going to support someone that says, I will do nothing for you and leave you alone? Most people are like, but this guy said he'll give me X, Y, and Z, so I'm going to vote for that guy. Um, so, Darnell, as we come to a close, what's your two cents? Well, my two cents is like more so along the lines of really looking at the definition of government and how it functions. So like when you look at like, okay, your definition is uh, libertarian, right? Um, I mean, libertarians would agree with my definition, but I would say my definition is a little more fundamental, right? It's the so principle. So it's not libertarian. It's- you know, libertarian is a classification of ideas, right? So I look at it more like this principle for what do I, like, what are the principles that I use to determine what I consider the role of government to be? Right. And so where did you get those principles from? Um, you like know, scripture or, or is that like, uh, like a, one of the libertarian perspectives? Um, I, I would definitely say it agrees with scripture, right? Um, mm-hmm. In the sense that we're talking about law here, right? So do I feel the biblical morality gives me responsibility for my community? Yes. I don't believe or I don't see in scripture that we must force other people to take responsibility of their community. Right? Right. You know, the the aspect of how do I use force? I mean in in from a biblical perspective, I if anything I would say this lines up with the Bible more than what we currently do with the law where we, you know, punish people for doing things that aren't infringing on another person, right? We say the judgment right. is left for God. Right. Now, right. if you... And, and I, right, and I, and I would add, and I would add, like, to, to Grant, uh, the, problem, the problem isn't that the government thinks that they could solve the problem. To me, the problem is people believing that the government can solve the problem. So it's not so <laughs> much... Um, that the government sees himself as a solution to the problem, but you know, people seeing that. So it, it's, it definitely concerns me when I see people putting their hope in political systems. And in a sense, the government, the state presents itself as a deity. Uh, people believing in one common idea makes it somewhat religious. So I, I, it's, it, it's scary when people are distraught when somebody becomes... Um, leader of a country and they feel like their whole future is over um you know politics um and the state is not the end all there's still ways around um there's still ways around it now um just my two cents joel honestly there is no such thing as a free lunch there's always a trade-off in life, especially politics. Mm-hmm. So you have to be actively listening for what is not being said when considering party leaders, platforms, and promises. There's more than one way to get a job, get the job done. Uh, we have we have to really consider what is most economic in 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 the way 
we use social when we look at social responsibility. So uh, honestly, there are there are multiple solutions and avenues to solve the same problem. But what is most efficient and what is the best long term solution is what we should be asking ourselves. So we have a moral obligation to think things through and to be smart about the choices we make and people who we elect to office. Um, and just finally, no political theory is perfect or perfectly lines up with the Bible. This is why Christians must be diligent in interpreting these theories in light of the scriptures. Political theory is a good thing, and it gives us insight to, um, to political events and institutions that shape our society. We have to embrace the parts that line up with scripture and denounce the ones that don't. Yeah, I would say, you know, there's so many things in, in your final two cents that I can jump on and want to dig into more. Um, but I think for me, the simplest thing is, you know, people thinking about it objectively. Um, you know, when it, when it comes to childcare costs, why are they so high, right? Um, if, you know, I look at it from an entrepreneur perspective that, you know, the costs are too high and that people aren't, you know, being able to afford the services. Thinking about how did we get here? Why is it too high? What can we do to lower costs? Not just how do we subsidize the people who can't afford it, but need it. Like that's the only government option. And so I think your point that like, there's multiple ways to solve the problem. But when you look at government, they really only have one option give money away you know or spend money on something it's you know just an outflow of money um and and we need to stop looking at them in that capacity because your point that there's no free lunch someone's bearing the bill for this cost that i'm going to you know have subsidized and as i said i think as a society we should be worried about our community, we should take responsibility for them. We should be helping them pay the burden of costs when they can't afford it. But I don't think government's the role. And I think people really need to ask the question, should government be involved with this? If they're doing a bad job previously, maybe taking them out of it will actually help, not get them to give more money. So, um, I think this ends our politics conversations, at least for a little while. Um, it's only a matter of time before government does something else stupid. Well, at least in my opinion, stupid that we'll want to talk about it again. Um, so, I mean, the list positive. You never you, oh. or positive. You never know. They they might do something right. Right. Um, I guess I'm a pessimist when I look at the government. You're a little bit more optimistic. I mean, yo, maybe they'll like Doug Ford abolishing the LCBO. Okay, fine. If the government decides to do less, I will consider it to be a good thing. Right? So Okay, well, I so, guess we, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yes, uh, sir. For the listener, we want to hear your two cents. Uh, let us know. Yeah, let us know your two cents. Yeah, hit, you us, can up. hit us up on Twitter at Six Facebook Report, at Six Cents Report. Or uh, email us, sixcentsreport at gmail.com. Let us know, you know, if you got more questions. 
um, you know, maybe we try and engage with you on a personal level, uh, or or maybe it ends up on a future podcast. But you heard me. Does that make sense? Madden and Mitchell Media.